Hello and welcome to Love Mondays Club podcast. I'm your host Helen and I'm here to help you unravel the mysteries of marketing so that you can get more eyes on your business and make more sales. This is the ultimate podcast for online female business owners who are ready to conquer their overwhelm, discover their confidence and unlock the secrets to marketing success. Whether you're just starting out or already running a thriving business, Love Mondays Club is your compass to navigate this ever-changing digital world. Each episode, I'll bring you valuable insights, expert interviews, and practical strategies to help you stand out in a crowded online marketplace. It's time for you to dream big and succeed. I want your Mondays to be overflowing with inspiration, excitement, and setting the stage for you achieving your dreams. So if you're ready, cozy up in your favorite spot and get ready to unlock your business potential. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Love Mondays Club podcast. So this week I'm interviewing another guest and member of Love Mondays Club. Danielle Howe and I first met through networking, I believe it was, in Essex and instantly I was really interested in what she does. So Danielle is a hormone cycle optimization coach and this is, it felt like one of these strange kind of serendipitous moments when I discovered you because inside of some of my own memberships I have been chatting with lots of members and as women we've been sharing our experiences and talking about hormones and I started to think, you know, perhaps a little bit ignorantly, there must be a link between all of this. (laughs) So when I discovered Danielle it was so interesting to kind of hear a little bit about what she does. So I'm going to hand over to Danielle and welcome to the podcast and you want to tell us just a little bit about yourself and what you do. Thank you so much Helen. How interesting. I didn't know that. (laughs) So yes, I am Danielle. I'm the hormonal cycle optimization coach, also known as the HCO coach, just to make it a little bit easier for you to say. And yes, I focus on women and empowering women to really start to use hormone cycles to your advantage as opposed to them being just that proverbial pain in the bleep every month, you know, something that happens to you. There is so much power to it, which myself included, uh, was completely oblivious to for a number of years. And I think it's really fascinating how once we start to get under the skin of what really is going on and how we change throughout each phase of the cycle, and I'll tell you all about the phases in a second, but how we kind of change in how we're thinking, how we're behaving emotionally, physically, mentally, so much more than just bit of PMT uh, and that it can really genuinely help us to achieve the goals that we want to work towards. Definitely and I think you know especially like you know being a woman it, it affects us so much throughout the month whether we're conscious or unconscious of it and I think you know from the context of this podcast and we'll be talking about it in the kind of like business world and running your own business like it's it is something that I know for many probably like at least a decade of my life it was more of a huge inconvenience that I had to power through and there was that one awful week of the month where you know nothing would go right and yeah now it's like the more I guess the more you learn about it and the more it comes into your awareness the more like you say you go from being a oblivious to realizing actually it's a bit of a superpower and there are actually certain times of the month where I'm pretty unstoppable you know like everything just falls into place over three or four days <laughs> absolutely I think that's the thing we we often have a relationship with periods where we do th- focus on it as a negative and like you say and and you know and often when I start working with people they say you're just going to tell me I need to take a week or two off every month aren't you and I say no I'm not at all it's actually there's more than that there is a there is a power that you have when you have your period. So it's getting a really good understanding of what that looks like for you and how you can use it to your advantage rather than having to completely step back from whether it's your business or life generally. And, you know, you can still progress. You can still be productive. It just might take a slightly different form to what you 
envisage as being productive. 100%. So I think it'd be really helpful for us. So because again, like I say, even though, you know, we we know each other, we've worked together, I still, I'm kind of embarrassed to admit that I'm still not that clued up on all the different phases. I'm trying to learn about it and be more aware of it. But this is one of the main reasons I really wanted you to come on the podcast as well, is to learn more about this stuff. So would you mind sort of talking us through like what are the different phases like as women we should look out for during the month? Yeah, and, and don't be embarrassed, honestly, because it sadly it just isn't something that we are really taught. Certainly weren't, you know, when I was at school, it was more focused on the biology, the science, but not really how it's going to practically impact you. And so that's why I do what I do and that's why I love doing what I do because it's an opportunity to to help people learn that so yeah please don't feel embarrassed I'm sure there's many people listening who are also asking the same questions so hopefully I can help enlighten you and other people in that so when we talk about a cycle we're talking about uh, each time you have a period to the next time you have a period which is typically 28 days but it's really important to note that everybody's periods are different, everybody's experiences are different, and every single period that you have could be completely different. It's not going to be literally the same. So, you know, when I say this is what a typical cycle looks like, the most important thing to be aware of is, you know, once you start tracking your own cycle, you'll know what yours does look like. And it could vary slightly from what I'm going to tell you. But it's a good starting point. It's always good to start with something so you have an, a rough idea of, of what you're looking at. So there's effectively four different phases. I'm going to talk about them as seasons because it's easier. Firstly, you don't have to remember some long-winded scientific names, but also there's a real link with how you would likely feel throughout the seasons of the year in comparison to the phases of your cycle. So this might help you, Helen, to actually remember what's what because it just makes that connection a little bit easier. The winter season is the one we probably all recognize very well. It's when you have your period. And the similarities lie in, if you think about it, when it's cold outside, you want to wrap up cozy, get blankets out, probably watch Netflix and eat crappy food. Sound familiar? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's kind of, you know, similar. When you've got your period, you, you do want to be much more introverted often. You, you want to just be at home alone, potentially, and do a bit more kind of self-care stuff rather than going out, partying, socializing, and having to, to talk to people, you know, that's often the distinguished, the, the distinguished piece between the, the different phases. So that lasts often around three to seven-ish days, approximately. And yeah, during that time, you're just going to probably feel a little bit more of a low mood. And that's important to be aware of because often we think there's more going on, there's other things going on, but it can simply be your hormones are impacting you in that way. You may feel a bit more emotional and yeah, just, just a bit more negative in your perception. But however, as I said, there is a strength in every single phase, there is a strength. So at this time you, you have something called a heightened intuition, <laughs> even as intuition, it's really interesting because once you start to get this uh, awareness of your phases, you'll probably start to realize these things are happening. You've just never made the connection with your, your cycle. So that strength of heightened intuition is really Without going too much into the science, your different parts of your brain, your emotional and your analytical part of the brain are actually working together, which they don't do at any other time of the cycle. So it's your left and your right side of the brain. Now, because of that, you are able to do a really good analysis, like self-reflection type exercises, things like that, that will help you to be more productive. And it's important whether it's in your business or in, in anything else, but it's just a great opportunity at that time to really focus on reflection and looking back and looking forward, you know, what do you want 
things to be looking differently. So that's a very quick insight into winter. And then once you stop bleeding, you go into what is the inner spring and that takes you from your period all the way through to when you ovulate. And that can be anything from around seven to 10 days. Again, it can vary. But what you're talking about there is, you know, think about spring. The sun starts to shine a bit more. The temperature rises. Often you feel a bit more energetic. You want to go out more, be a bit more social. So again, it's the same. You know, your energy starts to rise along with the estrogen, that the hormone that's that's rising at that time. And so you do feel just more positive. You have a more positive outlook generally, a bit more energetic and more motivated. So again, if you're relating it to your business, you probably will see there's a there's a definite correlation there with this time. You just haven't made that connection. And your strength at this time is actually creativity. So for somebody who's looking at, you know, what you focus a lot on marketing, for example, if you're looking at creating marketing content, this is the, the time to do it. And even if you've not made that connection already, you're probably already doing it. You know, you've factored it into your diary. I, I kind of feel like this is the right time to do some writing today. You go and do it but again, without realizing the connection with your hormones and how your brain is changing. So then we go into summer, a bit like the British summer. It's very short. It's sort of three to four days. And it's just around the time that you actually ovulate. And so this is the time, if you go back to science again, I'm not going to go too sciencey on you, but I think it helps to, to understand why we are like we are. You know, from a science perspective, this is the time when we are most fertile. So biologically, we are calling out to our mates, you know, hey, we're ready. We're ready to mate. So come find us. So you do automatically feel a bit more confident. You're likely to be more open to putting yourself out there because that's how your body is behaving. It's it's going out there to seek mates. I'm not suggesting you go and seek mates necessarily, but I'm, as an explanation as to why why we are like we are, there's that short phase where your, your body is just saying, I'm feeling confident, I'm on top of the world, and I literally kind of want to take over the world, okay? So then we go into autumn, 10 to 14 days roughly, and this is the winding down towards then from ovulation towards when your period returns. So again, if you think about autumn, kind of coming to the end of the year, you want to kind of get things done that have been on that to-do list all year probably, um, get yourself ready for Christmas, ready to start a brand new year. And it's very, very similar. You feel like you're coming to the end of the cycle. You want to get things done. Um, you can be more productive. Now, often people will say to me at that week or two before their period that they're not feeling that productive because they feel lethargic. They they don't have the energy to to get stuff done. So bear that in mind, you know, look at what does your energy look like but also then what does your brain tell you it wants to get done? And it may be looking at things like nutrition, your exercise, and, and trying to make sure that those things are aligned with your cycle to give you what you need for you to be able to fulfill that higher energy, that higher focus. So you might feel a little bit more self-critical at this time. This is for business owners who sit there and at that point of saying, that's it, I quit, I'm not doing it anymore. Have a look at where you are in your cycle. If it is that week or two before your period, or even during your period, then I would say just hold that thought for a week or two and see how it sits with you in a week or two because it's very likely you're just feeling a lot more self-critical. Everything is much more negative perspective and you know, you're know you not maybe feeling confident to go out there and talk about you and your business 
in a way that you would do at another time of the month. So very, very quick overview. Does that help, Helen, or any questions that you've got from that? Oh, massively. I mean, I, I don't know about other people listening to the podcast right now, but as you're literally going through all those different things, I ha- I'm having all these light bulb moments and I'm like, oh God, that's me. Oh God, that's so me. <laughs> I think, do you know what? I mean, do you know, one, one of the reasons I got really interested in this in the first place is because I, I see it in myself, but I, I also noticed this with my clients. Like when I first started sort of doing coaching and business coaching and working with people, mainly I've sort of always worked with women and I noticed it as well with, with the people I worked with because we work so closely together that they themselves would also go through phases where like you say, you kind of have that summer phase where they're like, you know, really motivated, really confident, really going for it. And then all of a sudden, two weeks later, we'd be having those kind of, burn it all down, I quit conversations. And I, I, I sort of heard them saying it to me and it, and it really got me reflecting on myself thinking, God, I go through that as well. Like my, my best friend makes a joke, like one minute I'm taking over the world, the next I'm like, shut it all down. I'm going to go, you know, just adopt dogs and look after them in the Yorkshire Dale somewhere. <laughs> it's the, the escapism dream. But like, but I, I noticed here yeah, that a lot of my my clients went through that as well. And at, at first I thought, sort of thought, is it a mindset thing? But then, and I think to an extent there is that, but definitely, like you say, so much of this sort of like hormonal cycle comes into it. I'm going to tell you a really interesting bit of data to back some of this up, which will help you, I think, as well to understand why we change so much, because it's more than just a physical thing, but your brain, I've been reading lots of research lately, there's more and more research going on into this, how your brain actually changes throughout the cycle, as opposed to it just being a physical thing and hormones fluctuating, well, so what, what does that really mean? Your brain can change up to 25% throughout the cycle. And I've been reading lots of research around different areas of the brain that are impacted in different ways. So things like the, again, I'm not going to go too much, but prefrontal cortex, the, the piece of the brain that actually really focuses on your, or relates to your confidence, it significantly shifts through each of those four phases I've just talked about. So, you know, when you're thinking about how you're feeling, your brain is performing differently. And so there's a, a level of acceptance that, you know what, this is okay, that I feel like this and riding out that wave. <laughs> and I love the fact that you've said you need notice it in clients as well, because it's so important. And, and the talking and speaking events that I do, I often have people say to me, oh, I don't have periods. It's not relevant for me. And then I do the, the talk and they say, oh, exactly what you've just said. I really see this in people around me or clients or you know, whoever it may be. It's an awareness that we all need to have for us to build better relationships with those people who have periods and better support them. And particularly as a coach, right? Because they need you to be different in terms of how you're motivating them and supporting them through each of those phases. Now, that's not always easy. You can't always sit down and say to your client, you know, you've got your period right now because <laughs> that makes so much sense. It, it won't, <laughs> that probably won't be the right thing to do. Having the awareness is just going to allow you to be better in considering what they may or may not need at any different time of their their cycle. Yeah. And and I think this is the thing, isn't it? Like when you run your own business, the reality is like it's quite tough. There, there's lots of challenges you have to face, lots of things that you don't really have to worry about half the time when you work for somebody else. And I think interestingly, kind of two sides to it. I mean, I do a lot of stuff with with marketing, but also sales as well. And I can almost kind of see through these different phases, like how I, if I'm being honest, but also like my clients as well and other people I speak to kind of react differently, you know, at different times of the month. Like it's, 
you know, especially sort of in the education world, we go through periods as well where there's like transitions of like it's very busy periods and then it goes quiet. Yeah, I think when you're in that kind of winter sort of phase, it is really easy to kind of like you, something you said really kind of struck a chord with me when you said it feels like things are going wrong, like there's something going on, you've got like a bad feeling about it. And look again, I'll be t- so super honest. I mean, I've been going through these cycles now for God knows how many years, well over a decade, 15 years, maybe whatever it might be. And every month, it happens and I feel like the world's ending and then 48 hours later I'm like oh that's why <laughs> and you feel like you would almost remember that you know but I think learning all this stuff here and about these sort of phases means it doesn't come as like a shock to you every month it's kind of like you can you can anticipate it and like you say like from like let bringing it back to sort of like a business example when you're maybe having those feelings of like you know things aren't going well in the business or all this sort of stuff it's it is also about like you say first of all don't burn it all down leave it a week just you know let let things settle, but also kind of challenging yourself and thinking, is everything actually not working? Or is this just my kind of like internal, I guess, maybe projections is the right word that I'm sort of putting onto myself here with it all. Absolutely. And, and so don't forget where I said you've got that heightened intuition. If you if you have your period and you have those feelings, there is an element of trust your gut because the way that your brain is working, it's going to be telling you something. The advice I give to to clients that I work with is just don't act on it today. Absorb the information, take what your body is telling you. And then like, you know, you say, do a bit more analysis more generally, more widely on your business to say, is it just an emotional feeling or is there, there facts and data that are telling me the same thing? And then make that decision to act on it a week or two later when you're in a, a very different place physically, emotionally, mentally, all of those things can impact you to be be quite different. But you said as well about being proactive and this is my bread and butter and what I what I love so much is about teaching people like yourselves to do the tracking process to understand what each of those phases looks like for you. What is it that you sit down on, on a day in your in an autumn? What is it that your brain is saying, I really fancy doing this today? And you can build up this picture of what each phase looks like for you in terms of all of the tasks that you need to do. You know, as a business owner, there's like a million and one. And you know, you, you, you sit down and sometimes just look at that list and you're, it's overwhelming, isn't it? Because there's so much to do. And if you can break it down into effectively four types of chunks of work that you can then focus on at different times of the month that's where that superpower comes in and you can become so much more productive in your business. You can be more, ironically, consistent. And I know that maybe sound a little wrong because I'm telling you not to be consistent, but you know, be consistent in your you showing up for your business, but don't necessarily have to be consistent in doing the same things every single day. It's using the different strengths that you have once you've got that awareness to become exactly, as you said, proactive. So I will be able to, for example, know next week I'm focusing on these tasks because that's going to suit me and I will sit down and just get on with it rather than sitting down, staring at a blank screen for half an hour, (laughs) procrastinating, going off and doing something else that's probably on my list because actually my brain wants to do that. So don't stop yourself from doing that, but plan 
so that you're doing those right things at the right time. And I enjoy, I think this is so, this really feeds into like the marketing side of stuff here as well. Because I think, you know, we both know, don't we, running our own businesses and I sort of teach lots of people about it is that importance of like showing up consistently online. But I don't know about you, I cannot write social media content every single day. And, you know, I, I teach people how to do marketing, but, you know, and I love English, like this should all be my forte. But the reality is there are some days where I'm like, you know, when you're sort of walking around and your brain's firing, you know, all cylinders are firing. And that's that's that summer phase, isn't it? That's that sort of phase and maybe a bit of spring, like the creativity as well. So what I found actually in terms of like supporting people's social media is saying to them, like, look, don't sit there and try and do it every day because it's just not also life. You know, life gets in the way. It's, it's not going to be sort of humanly possible to be that consistent. But yeah, like having those sort of periods where you you plan it all out and be creative. And, and I do it with the podcast as well. Like I'll know, I've learned it's taken a long time, but I have learned to properly batch my podcast now because yeah, like you say, there's, there's some days where I can sit here and just crack out like five or 10 episodes. And you know, my poor podcast manager gets a message saying, right, they're all in there ready to go. <laughs> and then there's other times where I might have to do it and I dilly dally and I sort of put it off and I'm like, oh, but I can't find the words and what I want to say. And I think you, you get frustrated with yourself then, doesn't it? And, and it all becomes a bit of a spiral of you you get frustrated and you think oh this isn't working and actually it's nothing to do with your your ability or your creativity it's just just that sort of phase that you're in at that time I, I couldn't agree more and this is probably one of the most common challenges that I have people come to me with is creation of social media content I hear it a lot where there is a lot of pressure isn't there to feel you've got to be like you say creating content every day so I'm working with people and, and still working on it myself as well, evolving it constantly to set, to sort of see where I have those days of the, that creativity flow, those amazing days, <laughs> rare but amazing days where you do just have those, like you say, the ideas just sparking, sparking, sparking. And then those other days where, and, and I know, for example, my cycle, I have a day, a cutoff point almost in my cycle if I don't get my content done before that day, I know it's a write-off for the next two weeks. <laughs> and maybe that's now built into my brain. But it is, I, I will sit down and there's just nothing. There is nothing there. I And even if I start to write, I critique it as I'm writing. I stop, I delete it all. And I think, no, that's rubbish. Let's start again. And it's, it's horrid. Like you say, the spiral into that phase of, like you say, burn it down. <laughs> it, it, it goes down that route because you start to criticize everything you're doing, not just that that block in your social media it's it's everything why am I even doing this business you know I'm not helping anyone blah 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 but you obviously are so yeah to be able to stop before that happens to be able to block that is is very very powerful and having that awareness of I know today is not going to be a good day so if even if maybe you have to show up in the social media world to have that awareness of I'm just going to put something out there and I know I'm going to be critiquing it. So I have to just do it, post it and walk away and not look at it again. But I'm ticking the box if I've done it. And you may find that, I mean, let's be honest, one bad social media post in your bad in your eyes as well, you know, isn't going to be the end of your business, is it? It's You're still showing up. You're still getting content out there. It's more empowering to be able to do that. But if you can leverage those creative days, uh, you know, being able to block out your diary, time block your diary because you know exactly which day you're going to be creative. I talk, I've got one client, I talk about her all the time, poor girl. I, I tell her not by name, but she was very clear when she did her tracking with me that day 24 is her most productive day in terms of sitting down and just smashing through her list of to-dos. 
So she took that action away to then block out day 24 every month, not to have any social activity, not to book it out with other kind of client calls, just to purely focus on that being her let's get stuff done day. And from that, that's the power she has. She knows that she can do that and she'll get everything done that she needs to without sitting down thinking, I've got loads to do today. It's okay because she knows that flow will be there and she knows she'll get it done. I love it. Obviously, I'm passionate about it. But it is so powerful. Once you get into that that crux of how you are working, you can be you can be on fire every single day, but just doing something very different. Yeah, it's so true. And it's it's so interesting as well, isn't it? Because as you're saying that, I yeah, I can really resonate with that client of yours. Like I I know that whenever I have a sort of like new sales idea, it's always in those three days. And those three days, it's like, like I say, I, I could do a 16 hour day. I don't feel tired. I don't eat much. It's just like my brain is just spinning and I'm powering through things. And like, yeah, like on, on one of those days, I can come up with a business idea, create a sales page, create a funnel for it, do all the emails and have it all scheduled for the next week. And then, you know, two weeks later, I'm like, oh, can't even reply to this email without procrastinating. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's just, it's amazing, isn't it? The swings. <laughs> it really is. And I think, and, and often I have people say, oh, why can't we be those super productive every single day? But actually, if we were, we probably would burn out at some point, right? But actually, there are other things in your business that are really important, like reviewing, reflection, goal setting, analysis. And the power that we have is that we can switch from having those creativity skills to another day, having the most analytical brain, even if you're not an analytical person, your brain will shift to a more analytical perspective. So it actually allows us to be really, really good business owners because we have that ability to shift our skills throughout every day of the month. Sorry, guys, but men don't have that. They they have skills and that's basically it. Like their, their hormone cycle doesn't work like ours does. Theirs is restocked every 24 hours. Actually, as women business owners, you know, we we are very, very lucky to have the ability to to switch it. And again, creating a different relationship with your cycle, with your hormones, with your period, to know that it's a power rather than, as you said at the very beginning, something that does just happen to us. It, it's it's a much nicer relationship to have with it. And it, it does make you feel more positive about it. And you know, when that time comes, when it is your period, you don't feel so blimmin' awful. It's like, actually, this is good. This is now my reflection phase. And this is the time I'm gonna sit down and analyze my business because let's be honest, it's probably something we should do once a month, right? But we often don't. Uh, so, you know, being able to say, actually, this is the right time for that is really beneficial for you to be able to be a good business owner as well. And I think, yeah, and I think as well, it just makes you, it helps you to feel a bit more in control of things. Like you you, you feel a lot more sort of like powerful in these situations. Because like I know when I first started my business, like following people online, and of course the problem is we, we all do it. Like we all start to follow people who are like a hundred chapters ahead of ourselves. Because it's great, you know, it's ambition, you want to do really well. But of course what we always forget or don't realize in those early stages is these people have got teams of people working around them, like helping them with that consistency. But I remember when I first started, 
you know, going through these cycles and one minute I'm like full of the old beans firing out all the ideas. And then the next, like I say, I'm sitting in my egg chair in my office thinking, oh, I don't know what I'm doing today. And and I remember beating myself up about that for a long time because I was like, why can't I be consistent? Like, why am I up and down all the time? And like I say, th- those little creepy self-doubt sort of voices came in of like, well, maybe this isn't the right thing. Like if you can't be consistent with it. Yeah, and it, and it took me, like I say, I'm almost embarrassed to admit, but it took me a really long time to realize like it's not it's not the job. It's not the situation. It, it is literally just my hormones. But it took months of going kind of through that cycle to realize, oh, actually, that happened last month <laughs> and the month before. And, you know, it, it was all okay in the end. Yeah, it's so common. It's it, and This is why I am here and do what I do, because people struggle with that. And um, the power is in that tracking. If you can get yourself tracking, and you, then that's when you start to see the patterns. Because what we often do is we have a cycle, we make those observations and then another month passes or another cycle passes and you don't necessarily make the connection to the previous month. So the fact that you've made those connections is amazing. Um, it took a while. And, and, if you can, <laughs> and, and it does. And this is the thing, I, when I work with people, I, and even on a power hour, I will, we will make some amazing transformations. But the whole process to really get complete control, you've got to do it for a minimum of three months because you've got to build up a pattern and you've got to understand what works for you. And, and let's be honest, other factors can influence our hormones. Things, you know, big stress months or a lack of sleep or, you know, all sorts of things going on that can impact the hormones. So how you experience a period one month may s- slightly differ the next month if you haven't had the same those same factors influencing you in the same way. So being able to continue to refine the process, to review your data, to review how you're doing things and to refine that process is really important as well. You're not going to shift overnight. You can make some big changes quite quickly, but as a long-term sustainable way of living, it's much more attainable than trying to see a goal and get that quick win for it. So so if someone listening to this was thinking, right, I definitely want to start tracking, I can, you know, really see the value in all this, how should they go about doing it? What would you advise? Come and see me. <laughs> I guess. Um, <laughs> there's a couple of different ways. And and the the main one that I tell people about, and they often think I'm a bit bonkers, is basal body temperature. If you've not heard of it, you will literally be like, what? Why wasn't I taught this at school? Taking your temperature first thing in the morning, which is your core temperature. So literally before you get out of bed, you have to be opening your eyes and grabbing that thermometer from the side of the bed. Doing that every morning, there's a pattern. So loosely at a very high level, when you ovulate, your temperature will go up and it will stay high until your period comes and then it drops back down. So it gives you a lot of control. It gives you a lot of very clear data because uh, I often have people come to me and say, which app should I use to track my cycle? And I'm very dubious about apps because whilst they're based on algorithms of millions of women, they're not based on you. They don't know what your what's going on in your life today or tomorrow. So being able to use that as just somewhere to host your data, to put your data, to enter that in the morning is fine. But be very, very cautious. I, I've done it myself. I, I love to just try different apps and test them out and see how they work. I've been told on a day, oh, you're ovulating today. When I know pure well from the data from my thermometer, I actually ovulated four days ago. 
So you've got to be very, very careful when you're using these apps, but they're a great way to store the data. So sorry, going back to your question, basal body temperature is a great way just to get real clarity on exactly when you're ovulating. And it also gives you that lovely controlled feeling on the day when your period comes because you wake up in the morning, you do your your thermometer, your reading, and you know if it's dropped, ah, oh, today is the day. So you can go out if you have to go out armed with you know, the necessaries to make sure your towels or your whatever it is that you're using, you've got that to hand because it's the worst thing, right? To go out and suddenly, uh-oh, I'm caught out. So to have that control to know today it is coming today is so empowering as well. And it allows you to make decisions on what you do that day to base, you know, is that the right thing for you to do today based on that knowledge? So that's the number one thing that if anyone isn't doing that already, you have to do. And often people say to me, oh, I did that to get pregnant. I never even thought about doing it once I'd had my child. But actually, I would say to anybody, do it every single day. Because even if sometimes people say to me, I don't even know if I'm ovulating, if they're on certain types of hormonal contraception, and like, just just do your temperature, because that's the surefire way to know what's going on inside your body. Now, again, I have to caveat this, right? There's a few little things that can glitch your data, whether you're ill, if you're not getting enough sleep, if you're on any medication, things like that can impact your readings. So bear that in mind. But as a general rule, it's it's really great to give you that data. The other thing I work through with clients is actually a type of journaling. And I'm very cautious of saying the word journaling because often people who don't journal will go, oh my God, I can't do that. That's not for me. Particularly when you're not in your creative phase, right? I'm asking you to write down when that's not right for you. It's very focused. So I would ask you, you know, what is your goal? What is it that's let's say that social media thing, right? It's a great example. And I use it a lot because it's so people can resonate so much with it. If you're struggling to be consistent with your social media and you want to understand how your hormones are impacting your social media, focus on that and that alone. Every single day, how do I feel about social media today? Do I feel the flow? Am I completely blocked? Okay, what and the variations in between that? How are you feeling? And doing that for a couple of months, just we're talking literally five minutes a day, can give you that picture of what's the pattern happening here? When am I getting that flow? When am I getting blocked? And so from that data, you can then factor that into your diary, into your to-do lists, you know, how you organize yourself, into your Trello board. I know you love a Trello board. I love a Trello board too. (laughs) And, you know, factoring that in to the right phase for you so that you're in control of that social media for that month. You can take it to higher levels. If you want to journal much more, there's so much more you can do. Paying attention to things like cervical mucus, and I hate the word mucus, it sounds horrific, but it's the technical term, scientific term. When you're wiping, you know, you might get it in your knickers just at different times of the month. It is different, again, because it's it's supporting the process of the fertility route, okay? It's at certain, you know, around ovulation, it's going to be um, a different kind of texture because effectively it's all about design, all designed for the purpose of supporting sperm to reach the egg. Okay. So, but that is something that's going on that you're probably oblivious. You're not even paying attention to. And then once you've ovulated, it will often then dry out and you don't have that. So 
it can the whole consistency changes throughout the cycle. And again, I'm giving I'm kind of going very high level here because I don't want to bombard you with different bits of data, but just paying attention to that, just tracking that. And and again, what I do with clients is give them prompt sheets so that they know what they're looking for, rather than sitting down with a journal, a blank piece of paper, and being expected to just write. Let's focus on your challenges, what it is that you want to achieve, and let's look at those markers that we need to be focusing on to give you that signal, to give you that intelligence of what's going on inside your body. That's so interesting, isn't it? And and I think, you know, as as I sit here sort of like listening to you talk about all this stuff, one thing, and I think this is just a common theme of, you know, sort of growing up as well, is you sort of sit there and think, you know, why... Why are we not taught this? Why are younger girls not taught this? You know, because this is this is markers of our health. This is something that sort of impacts us every month. But like you say, I think the majority of this stuff just goes on. And yeah, we're just so wrapped up in the rest of the world and things that we're doing. And, and again, feeling that pressure to kind of be consistent. And I think sometimes that makes us kind of shut off from our bodies a little bit because it's a bit like, you know, I've got all this work to do. I, I can't afford to be tired or procrastinating or hormonal now. So I'll just have another coffee and power through and keep going to the detriment. And that's the worst thing you can do. Yeah, it's the worst thing you can do because if you do that, you will feel it later on in your cycle. If you respect your body, you'll actually then have more energy at the the higher energy phases. If you push through, your higher energy phases are likely to be suppressed. So you're not going to reap the benefit of that higher energy phase. Um, So yeah, it's so important. And and I I think we're going back to cultural changes you know years ago this stuff just wasn't talked about at all you know my grandparents wouldn't have even thought about mentioning the word period my god you know it was just not talked about there is definitely movements in the right direction you know i i'm now going into organizations to talk to both men and women about periods and that's brilliant we're definitely seeing progress in this this area and the same thing for younger girls who just start their periods you know they need this knowledge as well because there's a lot of mental health issues with young girls and for them to have this awareness that actually I'm, I'm feeling low because of my hormones, not something else and then not necessarily, oh, I have to be careful what I say, but not necessarily going to the doctors and being put on the pill as a solution. There are other ways that you can support yourself. It's not. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, it's for everybody to make their own decision, right? But there are there's so much knowledge here that we're just not aware of and even the the gps don't have the the time to be able to support people in making these kind of lifestyle changes so they kind of generally go to that as the obvious solution anyway we're going down a rabbit world here but you know just that whole knowledge it's so important because it's what we've got now we've got this research we've got this knowledge let's put it out there let's spread that word and i think it is going in the right direction we have to just be grateful for that but I know when I work with new clients I will ask them about their culture and did they talk about periods with their family and and then also you've got the next generation coming and the recent group program I did every person on that program was a mum and not necessarily to girls they were boy mums as well so we had a really good conversation as to well actually we're learning this stuff to now be able to be well informed to educate our daughters and to educate our sons because they can then be growing up as the best partners possible because they'll have this awareness. They'll have the ability to have those conversations comfortably without kind of going, oh, I don't want to talk about that. (laughs) This is all good because we're being more educated. So we have the opportunity to educate the next generations coming through. And hopefully we won't be having the same kind of conversation 
in a number of years. There probably won't be a job for me because everyone will know. And <laughs> you'll be top of the tree. You'll, you'll be leading the way. <laughs> I'll be leading the way, yeah. I mean, and there's some great work going on in this. So it's, it is a good thing. It's mm, a good thing. Mm, 100%. And, and I think as well, like it's, it's hard to almost not go down the rabbit hole when you talk about this stuff because, yes, we're talking about it from like a business perspective. And, you know, I was certainly scribbling notes about like, you know, if I'm going to do a launch day, I should do that in my summer, you know, phase and things like that for your confidence. But the reality is you can't not listen to this and think about all other aspects of your life. Because I think for a lot of us as well, running your own business, our own personal lives and businesses are so closely like interwoven with each other. It, it has such a knock-on effect with everything. So yeah. Now, well, this has been so interesting. I'm sad that we actually have to finish the episode now because <laughs> there's so much more we could talk about. So um, I'll definitely be inviting you back onto the podcast in the future because yeah, I think there's so much more we can explore with it. So one thing I wanted to quickly touch on as well, just towards the end of the episode, is we have obviously worked together inside Love Mondays Club. So lots of people on the podcast now, um, I'm interviewing my clients. And of course, you know, I get to know your businesses so well. So I want to shout about it from the rooftops and tell everybody about you. But I just wondered if you'd be happy just to share with some listeners about your own experience of being inside Love Mondays Club and how it's helped you in your business as well. Um, Yeah, it's been really, really great. I think the first thing, it's so structured and, and I'm definitely obviously a structured person because I'm looking at all these phases and trying to structure it. But I loved the fact that it was so structured that I could go in and very, I guess the word is easily, just work my way through all of the content in a nice logical way. It, it was so easy to digest as well, you know, all of that content, which, which which was great. But you have helped me to really look at my strategy and look at the direction that I'm moving in and helped me to look at things from a slightly different perspective that maybe I... I hadn't actually considered before, which is great, isn't it? It's always good to have somebody else give you that perspective. But you did really listen to my many wafflings about my business and my frustrations. And you really did help just to listen and then come back with very positive, objective views of where I'm at and how I could move it forward, which was very beneficial to me. So I've got lots of exciting plans coming up, which I can definitely thank you for, for sure. (laughs) Good stuff. We won't reveal any of them on the podcast yet, guys, but watch the space for next year. (laughs) You'll find out all about them. (laughs) But the mission is to help as many people as possible. So it's coming. Fantastic. So, um, so Daniel, if anybody wants to get in contact with you or find out more about what you do, uh, what's the best way for them to do that, please? So I'm in the usual places, Instagram at the HCO coach, also on LinkedIn at the HCO coach. And I do have a website, the HCO coach. There's a theme. Uh, It should be easy to remember. And there's also some free stuff on there as well. If you want to just get a guide as to the four phases and kind of a a run through of what I've talked about, but it's a a download, just a free one page guide. um, Then that's on the website under the free stuff tab as well, which may be useful for people. Perfect. We'll, We'll put a link to that in the show notes as well, just so everyone can find that really easily. And also as well, everybody, this is something else that we'll talk about in the future is Danielle also did a TEDx talk this year as well, which is very cool. So we'll pop a link to that in the show notes as well, just so you can go check that out because it's uh, a very good listen. (laughs) Thank you so much, Danielle. It was lovely to chat to you and I'll catch up with you soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Love Mondays Club podcast. Don't forget to review and subscribe or share this episode with one of your business friends. Have a great week and I'll see you next Monday.